You're listening to Authentically Me, a podcast dedicated to activating the magic that is within us all through the power of authenticity, sharing, and transmuting with love. Here, you will find real-life experiences shared through the lens of everything is always serving. We are led through this journey by your host, Serena Rose. Serena is a ceremonialist who believes our life is just one big ceremony for our soul. Connect to your soul and enjoy the ceremony. Hello, Authentically Me Beauties. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I know that I thank you each and every episode, but you are my why. I am so grateful to have you here listening to me, my medicine, and the wisdom that comes through the guests that I have on my shows. You're the reason why we're here and we're doing this, so thank you. It would mean so much to me if you took a moment to rate my podcast on iTunes or Spotify wherever you are listening to the podcast from. And again, I know I invite you to do that often, but it means so much to me and it helps me get my message out there. So if you like the show and you like the guests and you like the content, please take a moment and just tell others that you like it. And it might be something they want to consider listening to. And with all of that being said, I would love to introduce Authentically Me Radio's guest today. Her name is Rachel Lude. She is a sex hacker and female empowerment coach. She helps women feel like the bad bitches they are in the bedroom. And that is so cool. <laughs> I want some of that. And I know you do too. So uh, would you introduce yourself, my love, and say hello to my listeners? Hi, listeners. I am so happy to be here. My name is Rachel, and I am a lewd sex hacker. Yeah, so for those who don't know exactly what that means, what the fuck is a sex hacker? Could you tell us? Everybody hacks everything these days. Recipes, DIY. So, so a sex hacker is essentially someone that helps you hack your sex life and come up with genius ways to either learn new skills or spice it up or just introduce new fun into the bedroom. I feel like so many people can benefit from this because. I believe in hacking things as well. I'm into like body hacking and maximizing my time and, you know, continuing to better myself. And there's always room for improvement because we're human. And so, yeah, wherever you are in your sex life, keep listening because there may be something here for you to learn. And I'm expecting to learn something from you today too, Rachel. So I'm very excited to have you. 
Um, how did you, or what made you want to be a sex hacker? What was the moment that you decided, hmm, I think I'm going to do this? Okay, so I will try and keep this brief. I am a breast cancer survivor. And so when I'd, I've I'd dabbled in the sex industry off and on throughout my life, but really for me, when I was going through treatment and I was losing my hair and my breasts, everything that was so feminine to me was just gone in a heartbeat. And so I decided then that I would get back into sex work um, and I knew that I would find this like renewed sense of power and femininity in it. So I got back into sex work, but unlike the times I had done stuff like that before, I really focused on a particular niche, which is tantric penis massage and prostate play. And then after having clients for years and years and years, they were always saying, please teach my wife this. Please teach my girlfriend this. Please, please, please teach other women these skills. And that was like my aha moment when I was like, you know what? I can teach people this. That is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And, <clears throat> you know, all walks of life follow me and listen in on my show. So do you mind sharing what exactly a prostate massage is and just give some definitions to some of the things that you spoke of that perhaps others are questioning? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So tantric penis massage is a practice also known as lingam massage, but people are less familiar with that. And it's all about like a more tantric approach to genitals. Um, a lot of times, you know, when people think of like a massage, like a male massage, they're thinking of like a really quick rub and tub tug at like a Chinese parlor or a massage parlor. Um, mm -hmm. but, but lingam and tantric penis massage is all about the goal. Isn't necessarily ejaculation. I mean, it happens, it happens all the time, but that's not necessarily the goal. The goal is to just be more receptive to touch and to learn how to control your orgasm a little bit better through edging and, and a slower touch because you're kind of taking like orgasm as a goal off the table, even though it, it happens, but it's not the goal. The goal is to just be present in your body and experience deeper levels of touch and presence. And then a lot of times in lingam massage, there is, they, they also massage the prostate, which they, in lingam, they call the sacred spot, but essentially the prostate is the male G spot. So 
um, the type of orgasms that arise from prostate stimulation are significantly more intense than your just traditional orgasm for a man. They are move you to the core, like forget your name type of orgasms <laughs> for men. Where and a really another really really cool thing about prostate massage is that it really helps people with um, premature ejaculation and ED and you know, if you're having any kind of penis problems, which is what I like to call them, um, you can still experience orgasm in a different sense. Mm. It's more intense. It allows men to become multi-orgasmic, mm. which is something that women have kind of always been able to do. But for men, it's like a brand new territory. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing all of that. And for those who may not know, lingam essentially means the penis. Mm -hmm. And edging is where you get close to ejaculation or climax, but don't quite go over the edge, hence the edging. And there's some powerful tantric practices connected to edging. Yes. Yeah. So how did you get into sex work? So like, that's so interesting to me. I'm like, I never, I've never considered myself to be in sex work, but now that I have an OnlyFans, I do get comments and judgments and stuff. And I guess it partially is sex work, but I'm sure it's a whole nother ball game. Uh, in person. And so I just love hearing people's stories and shares. And yeah, I'd love to hear yours. I, okay, so I much like you have been very, before breast cancer, I was very well endowed. Um, and I, I had boobs from like the fourth grade. So I was really aware throughout my adolescence, the power that sex and seduction held because I had these giant tits and men were just always drooling over them. Mm-hmm. So, I have um, run into doors, like straight up yeah. ran into the door. So funny. Ah, I mean, it just makes them stupid. And I, I loved them and I loved them. And so when I was like in my early 20s, I was like, man, I mean, I should start. This was like when camming was like brand new. So I started webcamming and I was like, oh, that's okay. You know, I mean, I mean, honestly, I liked the attention from camming, but I just didn't think it was very fun to dildo myself all day. Um, so I was like, well, I don't know. Maybe, and then I branched into stripping, which was very short-lived because I cannot dance. Like big boobies don't help you be a good dancer. And um, so then I just kind of got into, I was in a hoe phase in my life 
And I, I encourage everyone to go through a whole phase. Um, but I was in a whole phase in my life and I was like, you know, let's just do the real deal. Let's just do full service sex work. And I did that and it was great. I did it for a couple of years and, um, I really enjoyed it. And then, you know, I kind of got to a point where, you know, I wanted to have a boyfriend and I had met someone and they didn't take too kindly to it. And I was kind of, I, I was ready at that point to give it up. And I hadn't really thought about it much in, you know, the time between my mid twenties until I got diagnosed with breast cancer. And then once I was losing all those things I and not working, I was like, I, I don't want to say that I returned to breast cancer. I returned to sex work after breast cancer strictly monetarily because really it was more about feeling good in my body and being sexually empowered and okay with all the things that I was losing more so than it was the money. I mean, the money was great, but it wasn't like the main reason why I did it. But I knew after I had had my double mastectomy that I could no longer rely on these boobs anymore. Like they were weird. I didn't have nipples. They looked crazy. I looked very much like the Bride of Frankenstein and in the chest region. And so I was like, man, I can't do full service sex work anymore. So I kind of experimented with domination, which wasn't for me. Um, it just felt, it felt like I was having to act too much and I wasn't really, I never majored in theater and I didn't really enjoy that aspect of it. And, um, you know, if you're going to do something like sex work, you might as well do it because you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so then I stumbled onto Tantra and Lingam and prostate massage. And once I started doing that, I was hooked by the power. I was just hooked. Like here I was not getting naked and not having to show the parts of my body that I was really insecure about, but yet giving men the best orgasms of their lives. And it was empowering. And I was instantly hooked to the, the power and the rush of it. And just being like, you know what? I am a bad bitch. Mm. Mm. Wow. Thank you for sharing your journey. I really honor you, all parts of you, and every part of your experience from growing up with the large breasts, I know firsthand what that's like. And from your journey with breast cancer and honestly, like this has to be one of the most empowering responses to why did you get into sex work that I personally have ever heard. And I think it's really beautiful and I honor you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you. Oh, you're going to get me in my feels. Thank you. <laughs> um, how does prostate massage tie into 
hand jobs in like a realistic way and what can you share surrounding that? I think that prostate massage plays into hand jobs in a manner which, especially once you start involving edging, bringing someone to an edge, um, I think it just adds another dimension. I mean, I always preach that A, a hand job is absolutely your most underrated skill. And a really good hand job usually involves some ball play too. And then from there, I mean, really it's not that far to the butthole. And um, it's just, it opens the doors, I feel like, for men to experience orgasm in a different way and in a more intense and multi type of stimulation way. Um, there's just so much stigma around it. I feel like that a lot of men, like I would say that like, no joke, like 50% of my clients, if you asked them, if you were to ask them how they felt about prostate massage, even though it's the best orgasm they've ever had and they come back and see me again and again for it, if they were in a group of male friends, they would say, oh, no, I, I don't, I don't do stuff like that. Mm-hmm, definitely. Just such a stigma attached to it. It is. And my partner actually shared with me the first time he had his ass licked, he was like, I don't know, on mushrooms or something. And a girl went down there and he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, (laughs) I think it's so funny. It's just, you know, embracing the resistance. And there's a lot of tension that we carry in certain parts of our bodies that we don't always give time and energy to. And one of them is our butthole. And, you know, another might be our face. Like if you massage your face, you realize like, oh shit, there's so much tension here. There's also tension in the butthole and it feels really good to have it massaged even as a woman too. I always say buttholes are magical on both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. I they agree. Just, <laughs> they are. They are. Um, if you're open to the kind of pleasure that you can receive man or woman from anal play, anal stimulation, even if you don't want to go full in, um, still, you shouldn't cut yourself off from that pleasure. It's just part of your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I actually had my first anal orgasm this past weekend. (laughs) Nice. That is a win. Yeah. Yeah. It was long and really enjoyable, like full body sensations. So yes. And that's the same kind of stimulation that men get from a prostate massage. And aside from like the orgasm benefits of prostate massage, it's good for your health too. Mm, Would you like to share more on that? Having your prostate massaged is great for health benefits because it, same thing as a natural orgasm, as a a traditional orgasm, it's a stress reliever, but more importantly, fluid builds up in your prostate, which needs to be released 
and it helps you have a more healthy prostate and decreases your risk of prostate cancer. So that's a win. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, why are hand jobs such an important skill? Hand jobs are so important because it, it they get this they get this stigma of like something you did in high school or something you did before you knew how to give blowjobs or before you were having sex actually and I feel like they get laid to the wayside but you're able to stimulate with your hands in a manner of which your mouth and your other holes cannot because your hands are dexterous they're nerve rich and they can pick up on all the different subtleties of the penis and get in every area. Like if you just had a penis in your mouth, you couldn't really tell if it was like throbbing really hard or slightly pulsing or because it just feels wet. So I think with hand jobs, you get to really pick up on the subtle nuances of what's happening in your partner's body. Aside from that, like a hand job is a great big starting point from for every sex act. You know, you if you're giving a blowjob and you get tired or you want to incorporate your hands, bow, hand job skills are handy. Um, if you're having sex and you change position or you know you need to re-stimulate him and get him a little bit more erect. A hand job is a perfect opportunity for that as well. And especially from an edging standpoint, edging is hard to do with your other parts of your body because you can't pick up on those little cues that you need to slow down. But you can see all that with your hands. Yeah, I love the handy tips that are <laughs> the handy hacks that you've been sharing on Instagram. And one of them, you said that hand jobs are great because you can both see what is going on. And so it's a very visual and visceral experience because you can both see it and get turned on by it and excited by it, which is really, really beautiful. And, you know, the hands are an extension of our heart, our heart chakra. And so there's actually a lot of spiritual healing that can come through a hand job as well, in my opinion. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, lingam is based in a more Sanskrit healing type of practice anyhow. And so, yeah, I would, I would absolutely say that. And I would argue that because, especially since I feel like men are a lot more visual, a lot of times than women are when it comes to sexy things, that the fact that you guys can both see what's going on when you're giving a hand job makes it almost more intimate than other acts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. I've actually heard, I don't know if it was Chinese medicine or where it was that I read this, um, but that the key to 
the energy of a man's heart is through his genitals and the key to the energy of a woman's heart is through her heart, like through her breasts. Um, so that's really beautiful. And I'm wondering, what are your top three, like if you had to pop them off, what would you say your top three handy hacks are? Could you give some juice juice to my listeners? They can go play with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love this topic. I could talk about hand drops all day, Um, but I would say number one tip, first off, lube, 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 lube. Don't try a hand job dry. Nobody's going to have a good time like that. And uh, my favorite lube for hand job is actually grapeseed oil because it is stays slick longer than anything else. But if you're going to use grapeseed oil, you should be aware that it is not condom safe. So if you're moving into a next act, you should be aware of that. Um, but aside from that, I would encourage and still in a lube perspective, I would encourage a uh, silicone based lube be just because it stays slicker longer. Water-based just dries too quick for that. Um, my second handy hack would be to use both of your hands, both of your hands on the shaft, Both of you can use one hand on the balls. You can have one hand moving up and down. You can have one hand on the perineum, which is that little area frequently known as the taint, right between the bottom of the balls and the anus. So use both hands because you can do a lot more with two than one. You have two hands, use them. And my final tip would be pressure. I think a lot of times what happens is women get scared that like they can't apply very much pressure to a penis. And I'm not saying death grip the thing, but you can use a lot more pressure than you think. And it's crazy because Honestly, a lot of times in porn, when you see hand jobs, it's this like really fast and really hard motion. And in actuality, the power move there is slow and firm, not hard, not fast and firm. There's a lot of things in porn that we probably shouldn't practice at home oh so many (laughs) porn is just it's a visual experience you know it's all about showing the best angles and the best this and the best that Mm -hmm. and you should absolutely not use porn as a sex education tool no 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 it's why we are absolutely not (laughs) absolutely not porn serves a purpose but sex education is not it Yeah, I agree. And it's interesting that one of your hacks was about pressure because something that's been really active in my field talking with men lately is about their circumcision and how Mm -hmm. if, you know, not every man is in tune to this and understands that their penis was literally cut um, at birth, but there's just so much disconnection there. Um, Mm -hmm. 
but it has affected men differently. So some men don't feel as much sensation towards the tip of their penis and it's more towards the bottom of their penis. And so I think you're right, applying more pressure so that men can have that stimulation and that sensation is really important. And also, you know, you can check in with your man and ask how the pressure is, if they would like more or less as well. Absolutely. And you can do that. Like people are always so like nervous or um, hesitant to do the check-in and the check-in can just can be as simple and as sexy as, Oh, you like that. And then <laughs> yes. yes. And, yes. <laughs> and like, it doesn't have to be like, would you like me to do this harder? You can just make, take a moment of eye contact. Even it doesn't even necessarily have to be verbal. You can just take a moment of eye contact and see what he's seeing. Mm, I love that. Thank you. so much. And kind of gauge from there, because if his eyes are rolled back in his head and he's like, oh, then your pressure is good. <laughs> Undoubtedly. So <laughs> speaking about conversations surrounding all of this, it's I have a twofold question for you. So the first fold is. What advice would you give women who are listening to this show and desire to try these things with their partner instead of just like, you know, surprise, I'm in your anus, you know, what advice would you give them to approach this with their partner? And then same thing from the man's perspective, what advice would you give to a man who desires to have his prostate stimulated? and may or may not feel uncomfortable having that conversation with their sexual partner? I would say for a woman, the best way to start is to, I'm not saying don't have the conversation, absolutely not. But I would say to just kind of feel it out and see like, before you have the conversation of, do you want prostate stimulation? Do you want my finger in your butt? Most men are going to be like, no, no, hard no, shut it down. No. So my advice would be to just kind of play around a little bit down there. Don't just willy nilly stick your finger in his butt. But if he is, if you're giving him a hand job or a blow job, or you're having intercourse or you're touching his penis whatsoever, just kind of, you know, see how he feels about a little, little taint rub, or maybe rub his butthole a little bit. If he rubs it, if you rub his butthole and he tries to break your finger off, that's pretty good indication that he's not into it, not into it. And maybe then you need to have a conversation, but if he's enjoying it, rub a little bit more, rub a little bit more and holes are greedy. It will invite you in and, you know, just poke a little tip of a finger in there. Don't go full force. But then if he likes that, then continue the sex act that you're doing. Don't go full in that one time. And then after you're done, say, hey, how did you feel about that? Are you okay with that? You seemed to really enjoy it. 
I feel like it's a no pressure way to just kind of explore and see if he's into it or not before you dive deep into, hey, can I stick your finger in my butt, in your butt? And for men who are wanting to have this conversation with their partner, I would say just to have it. I think the main thing that holds men back from discussing this with their partner is they fear how their partner is going to respond. They worry that their partner is going to think they're gay, which is just nonsense. That just because you're enjoying part of your body doesn't, doesn't by any means make you gay. There's nothing wrong with that. But just because you're a man, a straight, traditionally straight man, and you like a finger in the butt, not gay. And just to have the conversation and, you know, maybe you could find a subtle way to bring it up. Maybe you could say, hey, I was reading this article about prostate health benefits and I was kind of curious about it. Or, you know, just figure out a way to slowly introduce the topic without being like, hey, babe, I want your finger in my butt. I mean, if you have a relationship like that, great. That's awesome that you're so open with your partner. But I feel like for a lot of people, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You could say I was listening to this podcast, Authentically Me Radio. And Absolutely. It's all and I about prostate play. (laughs) Yes. yes. I'm actually, I'm in Spain at the moment and Aaron and I are hosting a prostate massage workshop this week. And I am seriously so excited for it. Oh gosh. I'm so excited for you guys. And I look forward to seeing photos and videos. Hopefully there will be some there will definitely be some on the Instagram. So I would say just just have that conversation. You know, sometimes I feel like talking to your partner about sex stuff is something that people avoid at all costs. And that just shouldn't be the case. Like, you're inside of each other's bodies. I mean, what could be more intimate? I agree so much because it's so easy to not have those conversations and to Mm -hmm. stay comfortable. But ultimately, every person deserves happiness and pleasure. And so it's really just resistance to happiness and pleasure underneath it. And so I invite everyone listening to deepen their relationship to their body, their partner's body, and to your experience of happiness and pleasure. What do you think, Rachel, prevents women from embracing their bad bitch in the bedroom? And what advice would you give them to do so? I think what prevents women is lack of knowledge, Because, you know, nobody teaches you how to give a good hand job or a good blow job or do prostate massage or cancer. Nobody teaches you that there's, I mean, sex ed is already so bad and like nobody gets into the specifics of how to. And 
also, I think it's fear because they, they don't know how, and they don't want to put themselves in a position where like, nobody wants to feel hurt or rejected or, you know, get tough criticism. So I think a lot of it is fear and lack of knowledge is what prevents them from being the baddest bitch in the bedroom. And my advice to them or how to, um, A, follow me on Instagram. Um, And, you know, there are so many, so many awesome sex positive people on Instagram. You, you're amazing. There are just so many resources out there in non-traditional forms to look into that. And I will be launching a course on July 5th called Master Your Man, where I will teach you all about hand jobs, blow jobs, prostate play, tantric penis massage, and bringing it all in. Mm, yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. I, I personally am interested in your course. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> and- all my sex worker secrets. Yes. Um, and those who are listening, I will have information in the show notes, whether it's a link directly to this course or Rachel's Instagram. So please check out the show notes and give her a follow. You won't regret it. I enjoy her page so much. So if you enjoy me, I know you'll enjoy her. And my last question for you today is based off of how amazing and positive you are and how do you shed the sexual shame? Because I know that myself, even with the OnlyFans, sometimes shame can rear its ugly head. Not often. I have more positive, empowering experiences with it than I do shameful ones. Um, but it is a very real part of sex exploration and sex play and sex work and even sex coaching. I've talked to many coaches in this industry that still have shame surrounding being a sex coach. And so I just see you so fiercely and I'm curious how you have shed the shame surrounding sex. That is such a good topic. There is so much shame that surrounds sex. And I think honestly, that prevents most people from having the best sex life, not to mention, you know, as sex workers or only fans or sex coaches or who work in the field of sex, not directly sex work. But um, I think honestly, it happens to me occasionally, but just like you mentioned, I have had way more positive experiences than not. And really the way I look at it now is uh, this is always who I've been. Okay. I've always been someone who oozed sexuality, whether that's through my big old boobies or my inappropriate mouth or my sex work career, or the fact that I'm always saying crazy things This is just who I am. And I think that 
cancer was really a transformative experience for me as far as like disregarding what people think because I lost so much through that experience, so many friends, so much families, just so many losses that it made me really realize I don't give a fuck what other people think. Like, I seriously don't. So I would encourage people to just be aware when they're experiencing sexual shame that sex is natural, sex is their God-given right, sex isn't shameful, And even though we're taught that, right, but look, just look, take a look at commercials. Sex is used to sell everything. So how is that shameful? And just realize that haters are going to hate and have the best sex of your life and don't look back. Uh, Yes, you have like some amazing quotes moving through you right now. (laughs) And I love that. Haters are going to hate, have the best sex of your life. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, my goodness. I adore you so much. I'm so, so grateful that we got to do this and share this space and this medicine today. Thank you so much for being here. And do you have any last words for my listeners? I thank you so much for being here. I'm so stoked that I got to do this first podcast. But yeah, my my last words would just be give the hand jobs, girl. Give the hand jobs. Think about the prostate because you the prostate has the power to make him sexually addicted to you if he's not already. And just try and should try and remember haters going to hate and shed that shame you you have nothing to be ashamed of Mm, thank you thank you for being here it is an honor to share with each and every one of you authentically if you would like to receive in a deeper way visit our website at authenticallymeradio.com or bookserenarose.com. Remember, you are exactly where you are supposed to be doing exactly what you are supposed to be doing 